Welcome to Politics Done Right. Good morning, Houston. Good morning, Harris County. Good morning to the great state of Texas. Good morning to the United States of America. Good morning to the world. Good morning to all the corners where our 100-watt transmitter is sending those signals generated by El Senor Harold and Jack as they play with these strings. As it turns out, folks, this is Egberto Willis, your host of Politics Done Right. I hope you are unfreezing. It is cold, cold, cold right here in Kingwood, Texas. I am showing 16 degrees. I don't even believe that it's 16 degrees, but that's what I'm showing on the computer screen right now. Folks, uh, take care of yourself. Make sure to cover up well, because I tell you, we are not used to this out here. Anyway, buenos dias, mis hermanos en el control room. Como están? How are you guys doing in the control room this morning? Well, we're down to 100 watts. <laughs> Did I say a hundred watts? I mean a hundred thousand watts, people. Ah, oh, forgive me. The rest of the power. <laughs> okay, I, we're back. We're back. That's okay. You had a brain freeze there because it's sixteen degrees up there. Man, it is cold. For heaven's it, sakes, I, I just, I don't, I don't dig this cold, man. It was forty-three degrees in the studio this morning. That's right. Wow. Wow. And bring <laughs> wow. I hope you got it warmed up before uh, before you uh froze yourself, guys. Oh, we did okay. Uh I want to say a good morning to Harry. That song that you heard before your show was uh, by the fireplace. I figured that would be appropriate for Brian Bromberg. Yes. So good morning, Harry. There you go. There's your smooth jazz for the morning. And Jack, I think you've got some wisdom there for us. Yeah, I was thinking this weekend we ought to we ought to rename and redefine war, what its meaning is. So I got a couple of my definitions of All war. Right. Resource extraction, resource acquisition by occupation. Oh. Whoa. Profit Whoa. planning through genocide. Profit planning through genocide. Okay. That sounds about right. Greedy, selfish, arrogant men seeking fortune. You mean the one with the orange hair? Uh, well, he's not the one that he, he likes fortunes. But other people's really covet fortunes. Okay. Doctrine of domination, military and economically by the Pentagon. That's what war is. Those rats. Those creatures. I'll tell you. Yes. So, Egbert, you've got a great show lined up for us today. What you got, man? Man, today, title of the show. But before I even give the title, I want to say, uh, you know, right as soon as we started, Brother Patrick Baron was uh, uh, appeared on the chat. Welcome aboard. He says, good morning, my friend. And Paul Fleming from Atlanta, Georgia, also said, good morning, my friend. Hey, uh, Patrick, I like to call out where people are from. So, Patrick Baron, let me know where you're from so I can call it out on air. Anyway, the title of the show today is, oh, come on, Egberto, find that title. It is Child Tax Credits for Corporate Tax Cuts. The real child perverts and progressive disregard. Lawmakers reach deal to expand child tax credit in exchange for corporate tax cuts. 
take a look at who we should worry about harming our kids. You know, we get a lot of every now and then our 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 brothers and well, actually, it's usually just brothers calling here from uh, from the, our right flank, and they many of them initially bought into the theory that we got to protect our kids by. You know, the trans are the problem. The cross-dressers are the problem. We have to protect those bathrooms. We have to, all these these things that, that I, you know, for those of us who exist here in Houston or around the country, around the world, we all, those of us who follow our kids in school, and, you know, from, the, from, the, from my daughter started going to school, her mother was a fixture at that uh, from shadow forest all the way to spring all the way to uh uh to kingwood high she was a fixture there and don't we don't kind of don't know what these folks have always been talking about trying to get parents riled up well you know i guess it's it's that thing that we call deflection right or not deflection but projection so um i did a piece yesterday on my afternoon show that i said you know what I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just start the show with this, with the expectation that people can say how, see how often they are snowed. And, you know, it's easy to happen, right? We care about our kids. We care about, we care about those who are, we care about eradicating those who are harming our kids. But if you are fighting the wrong battle, if you are looking in the wrong places, you're not helping your kids. And what I'm here to tell my brothers and sisters on the right uh, that constantly are are hitting up on trans and hitting up on gays and hitting up on all these people that you think are messing with your kids, uh, you know, look at the people who are putting that into your mind because they're the ones saying, hey, look that way as I do wrong. Check this out, and then we'll take it on the other side. You know, a few months ago, I'm scrolling through TikTok because I do a lot of history and technical stuff on TikTok. That's what populates my feed. And uh, a lawyer, Kristen Browdy, she popped up on my uh, on on my screen, and it turns out that she started to run a database collecting all the news from 50 states, from all the states in the country to determine which particular group of people are really bad for children, sexually assaulting children, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And as you know, right now, the right wing consistently would have you believe that Left-wing folks, uh, the liberals, the progressives, they are perverts and that they that we have to be careful with our children. We have to be careful with the books that these liberals have them read and all of that. Of course, recently, all that we've been finding is like, I mean, if you take a look at the chairman of the Republican Party in, in, in Florida, turns out that he was uh, he, he's on trial or uh, he's being checked out for rape. His wife and the woman that allegedly he raped, they were used to having threesomes. Uh, so these are our holy folks that, you know, 
want to be above everybody and try to control everybody's life, right? Lives. So it, it turns out that all these people that have been pointing fingers themselves are the ones who we've got to watch. Not the trans, not the cross-dressers, not any of that. Listen to my friend, uh, lawyer Kristen Browdy, and then we'll take it on the other side. Three evangelical pastors, one minister of the Nation of Islam, 20 Catholic priests, and five church employees all have in common? Well, if you're seeing me, you probably guessed it. They're all new names on the list of people who've made the news for sex crimes with children as victims. The first full week of the year adds 225 names. Our total is now 6,368 since mid-February of last year. If you're looking for actual groomers and pedophiles because some politician told you who they are, in the 47 weeks that I've been tracking these cases, 61 politicians have made the list. Three quarters of them, Republicans. They love to accuse drag queens and transgender people, but you know who isn't on the list? A drag queen, not a single one. And of the 6,368 cases, only Four, six one-hundredths of one percent have been transgender. And if you're asking, why pick on Republicans? Nine of the 10 states with the highest incidence per capita in our database are controlled top to bottom by Republicans. We did get some stunning numbers from one of those states, West Virginia. That's the state that ranks fifth worst in the nation in our per capita rankings. The West Virginia Child Advocacy Network says in the year between June of 2022 and June of 2023, it provided services to over 2,700 victims of child sex abuse. And that organization serves only 46 of the 55 counties in West Virginia. In one year, they had 2,700 victims from only a part of that one Republican-controlled state. And not one was a drag queen, not one transgender. So Republicans and anyone else who actually cares about kids or this problem, who is it that you're passing laws against? You can check the data. You can run through it yourself, sort it any way you like. It's all available for you to download at whoismakingnews.com. Now, hear ye, hear ye. Remember this, because this is actually pretty important. Uh, this, this woman who went ahead and find all this data, she made sure to document it, database it, and give you the option to sort it, review it, and do it in whatever fashion you want, just to prove that it's accurate. So go to her site, uh, whosmakingnews.com, and take a look at all the database of all the offenders that we have, and make sure as you do that, every single time a Republican tries to tell you we have to pass laws against trans, we have to pass laws against cross-dressers, we have to ban books or whatever, remind them that maybe the reason they want all these bans, etc., is not to protect their people against the progressives like myself and others, but to protect them against themselves. That's what it seems like. So says the data. So, folks, it's important. Again, you know, um, 
a lot of times we, we work on emotions and not on facts. And facts are not a sexy thing to, to tell. So uh, it is important as we tell the stories of truth. It's important as we, as we inform all our brothers and sisters, both on the left, right, middle, and everywhere else, that we put this, all this data, not just as statistics, but as how it affects your pers- your family, your friends' families, your state's families, etc. Why? Because that is something everybody can grasp non-ideologically. But the reason I started with this again is to just show how the the it, how the narrative from the 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 the, the right wing narrative it's really a false narrative, and while certain false narratives you can just throw your hands up in the air and say, "Ah, well, you know, who cares?" But this one actually harms children because it takes the eye off the ball. It is like having. Uh, it, it's like putting away somebody for murder who isn't actually the murderer. It actually means the murderer gets off as and, and, and is able to continue what they naturally feel like doing or do or does murdering while we put away that which isn't the problem. And there's so much of that that we do because of misinformation. I mean, I, I want to tie into what Paul Fleming has to say in a minute, but we want to say Patrick Baron is from New Hampshire, but he's, as he says, his words, I'm living here in three free fascist state of Florida. I'm in North Fort Myers. Well, thank you for checking out our show. And as you live in Florida, Go ahead and tell folks, hey, I found this great radio station, KPFT, in Texas. That really, imagine from Texas, that other big, bad red state that's out here, that's out giving us good stuff, good stuff and keeping us well-informed. Anyway, uh, Paul Fleming said the following, the American oil, and by the way, folks, before I talk about Paul. 713-526-5738. I take calls right through the confounded show. Okay? So, folks, you can call anytime. I I have a prepared show for the entire hour, but you take precedence. I haven't heard from a lot of you guys in a long time. I mean, we've been off for the cold for Tuesday and off. you. But I did prepare you a fresh show each of those days. Do remember that. Both Monday and Tuesdays, you got a good fresh show. But anyhow... um, we, we, we didn't do it live, that is, but we're live today. 713-526-5738. Anyway, Paul Fleming says, the American oil lobby has launched an eight-figure media campaign this week promoting the idea that fossil fuels are vital to global energy security. The new ad blitz is rife with the kind of discourses of climate delay that the fossil fuel industry commonly uses to start cli- uh, climate change. Positioning the sector as essential to continue human flourishing. It's not. It's essential to the continuing flourishing of your pockets. The reason I bring that up, the reason I bring that up, it's important because, or I, I'm sorry, I, that I am, I'm reading what Brother Paul Fleming has just stated there. It's exactly back to what I just spoke about with the trans getting accused of things they, they don't do in the aggregate. You have 
you America, I have people in our chat many times malign electric cars. Well, it takes mining lithium for the electric batteries is bad for the environment. True, but in the aggregate, it's not as bad as uh, a car burning petroleum for 10 years, right? Because you, you get that battery, the battery lasts you for seven years. And uh, during that time, we find ways to mitigate the lithium into reusing, et cetera. Uh, but people would, we'd have these companies misdirect for profit. Uh, I, I've been watching some commercials. This is one that really got to me. There's one that is telling folks that cholesterol is on the rise. I don't know if that's true or not, but they're giving you the impression that cholesterol is on the rise. And what this company is saying is, write us, send us an email or, or whatever, we'll send you a free cholesterol check. I mean, to check up, you know, to figure out if your cholesterol is high. And the first thing that crosses my mind is, why will a private corporation send out free tests for cholesterol? And then the light bulb went off about five seconds after. Hell, it went off one second after. Wait a minute. There is a vast sea of people with high cholesterol who are living with high cholesterol just fine. I'm not saying it's a good thing or a bad thing, but different levels of cholesterol, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And what these companies want is they want to have a new influx of people buying statin drugs. So they give you a free test, uh, and uh, that test costs them probably a dollar or two. And then forever now, you are going to be into paying them $50, 100 whatever the statin drugs that they convince your doctor is the best thing for you to have. They're the same thing with these uh, tests that they, these free tests that they're putting out there, you go, uh, that they, they want you to have, and it's sponsored by a drug company through an indirect company or something. And then as, uh, and it creates demand for healthcare. You see what for profit does to a system? I'm talking about for profit in healthcare, for profit in these other things. You see what it does to a system? Because now, what that does is it creates a, a false demand uh, for medicating for absolutely everything. Look, my, my wife's grandmother lived to 100 years with high cholesterol and no statins, right? I am not, I'm, I'm not trying to be a medical person telling people what to do here. What I'm trying to say is uh, there is so many things that corporations are doing, just like Brother Fleming comes out and, and points out that now the energy companies are saying, oh, remember, energy is vital for our survival, as opposed to saying, yes, energy is vital for survival. And that is why we're going to invest and make that fast transition to renewable energy. It doesn't have the profit margin that oil has, but it's the right thing to do to keep the climate uh, from speeding up as fast as it is right now. Look, for those who argue that climate change, uh, you know, that climate has undulated over this last million years, several million years, up and down, ice age, no ice age, ice age, no, they're absolutely right. What they don't tell you is that making that transition occur over 
a few centuries or a few decades as opposed to a natural cycle doesn't give an intelligent organism like human beings the ability to adapt to whatever a natural change would be. And that, I think, is criminal. That these guys would push their products just for the sake to make a dollar that harms human beings. A, a drug company that's throwing statins that has a certain percentage of, you know, uh, misuse. It's a bad thing, people. We have to learn as a society that in a capitalist society where healthcare is within the capitalist domain and other areas that don't belong within the capitalist domain, their main their main act is to enrich shareholders and executive bonuses, not your health. That's why I hate when I hear people say, I love my insurance company. I love my oil company or whatever. They're not there for you to love them. They're not doing anything for you. Okay, so please, 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 please. Paul Fleming says, whoa, a new Florida Senate bill would make accusing someone of racism, sexism, homophobia, or transphobia defamation. Anyone suing over these allegations wouldn't have to prove actual malice. The defamation standards set by the U.S. Supreme Court 60 years ago. So you see what they're trying to do, right? That is so sad. That is so sad. Anyway, give us a call. 713-526-5738 if you want to discuss any of these issues. 713-526-5738. Ah, let's see. Patrick Baron says, you take... Away the uh, big oil subsidies, I guarantee you, you'll see the big oil companies will change your ways to be more profitable with green energy, especially since things like wind, when it's blowing, is free. Likewise, uh, sunlight, free. Wave energy, free. Hydro, free. All these things, right? Just maintenance of the equipment of conversion. But again, it's so easy to get oil and it's cheaper to get oil out of the ground because the externalities are not calculated in a gallon of gasoline in a gallon of oil. In other words, if we were to add the cost of the damage done by burning oil, the price of gasoline would not be $3 or $4 or $5. It would be $10, $12 per gallon to cover the healthcare costs that, uh, uh, to cover the damage to the environment with the uh, MBT in the water system, etc. Please remember that we we have made costs really, uh, we've hidden the cost and we've thrown that cost onto you because when you buy a gallon of gas for two dollars and fifty cents or whatever you buy the gas for, here's the funny thing. They make you believe that's what you're paying for the gasoline, right? But when your kid gets brain cancer from the MBTF in the, uh, in, in the soil, or when you get emphysema for living around the oil factories, or when you get all these diseases that are hydrocarbon related, you pay for it because the, you pay your own insurance. The, the cost of the gas doesn't take care of giving you health care to cover what that product has done to you, right? So 
it is important that we get it. All the costs are always borne by you. If not directly in that gallon of gas at the pump, in your healthcare. Ideally, what should happen is the price of gas should be very high and you have a zero healthcare bill, which what it means is that within that price of gas, within the price of products that actually cause harm in the aggregate, but that we need, the taxes and the prices on that product will be there to mitigate those who are unfortunate to have gotten ill from those things. But, you know, in our society, where uh, capitalists buy politicians, these things don't generally occur. All right. Next subject until I get a call. 713-526-5738. Again, that is 713-526-5738. The next subject on our list is that lawmakers, I think these are just senators, so we don't know if this bill is going to make it to the House. It should. We don't know if they're going to pass it. If they bring it to the floor, it'll pass because you'll get three or four Republicans voting for it and all the Democrats voting for it, even as they have to swallow a poison pill. I want to start. Lawmakers reach deal. This is from Common Dreams. Uh, Lawmakers reach deal to expand child tax credit in exchange for corporate tax cuts. Child property is a problem. Corporations paying too much in taxes is not. Um, Just that headline drives me crazy. We have had false inflation. In other words, we got inflation that was created by corporations simply doing one thing, pricing products higher because they could, which is what inflation is. And it, it was reflected in the extraordinarily huge profits they have made over the last several years since the pandemic. We, during the pandemic, we populated kids with money to take them out of poverty. And poverty under uh, President Biden, with the aid of the stimulus package, went way down. So it proved that we, the people, if we chose to solve the poverty problem, we could. Because Biden, under the stimulus programs, did. And this wasn't just free giveaways. This was aiding working families as well. All right? Now, uh, but corporations made a killing. But what did, their, what did their appendage do in Congress? Their appendage said, well, you know, if you want to, and by the way, that stuff was, it, it terminated in 21, 19, uh, in 2021. Uh, now, these people says, say, Army 22, these people say now, okay, if you want to go help those poor people that we hate, even though most of these poor people live in our red states, you got to do something special. So they're saying, spend more money, but in order for you to spend more money, you got to give corporations tax cuts. Oh, wow. So the corporations that made a killing by creating inflation and throwing it into their pockets and their shareholder pockets and, and, and the uh, corporate executives bonuses, now you want to give them more money. 
All right. And in exchange, you go ahead and give the poor kids a pittance, not what they got before, but a pittance. But we'll talk about that after I talk to Johnny and Augie. Come on in, Johnny. Well, uh, speaking of temperature, a few minutes ago when I woke up, I went outside. The analog temperature gauge on the front porch shows it's 14 degrees. Oh, my God. Wow. Yeah. And uh, last night, I finally decided to do the smart thing and take my special tool and shut off the water flow to the house. Opened up all the pipes inside, went outside, shut off the water so I don't have to worry about monitoring the the pipes, uh, the faucets trickling and opening them up every few hours to make sure they're flowing. That's a big hassle. Yeah. Like well, to do that. I, I should have done that I wrapped, days I wrapped my pipes, but I uh, at midnight or so, I went and flowed, flowed all the water in every pipe in the house to make sure that it was flowing and got warmer water into it so that you know, that was about, what, seven hours ago I did that. So I'll probably have to do it since it's going to be freezing. So probably, <laughs> I'll probably. Freezing seven hours. Yeah, but you, a, you, yeah, well, actually, the, the specific heat of water tells me, especially with the heater on in the house some, that I, those pipes should still be okay. A lot of people are, I hope I don't mind. The only one that concerns me is a pipe at the edge of the house on the outside. I have four pipes in the house that I hope. I wrapped it real tight. We'll see if that worked out. Yeah, but anyway, what's up? Also, but you know, I think it's just better, my peace of mind. I just open up the spigots inside the house and then go outside and shut it off. You actually, you, what you did was a perfect thing. What you did was a perfect thing. 99.9% of Houstonians won't do that, including yours truly. But what you did was the right thing. I'd like to point out an imperfect thing. Our military, you mm-hmm. know, on our media, we have always brought up the idea of how much of a carbon footprint the U.S. military has just mm-hmm. in its oil consumption alone for the Navy. But what we don't hear about hardly at all is the kind of carbon footprint and consequence, the result of what we do in the result of war making and Israel's war making. So, for mm-hmm. example, after we, know, after we went over under George Bush to Iraq in 2003, I don't yeah. know if it was that same year or by 2005. You recall when it started that we started allowing uh, oil wells to uh, burn? Blast. Yeah. Yeah, and then set it on fire. And how long we did that for? That has consequence. Just like when we blast mountaintops in Virginia, that has consequence. Yeah. Just like when we ignored the, all that leaking natural, so-called natural gas in California in those storage tanks and, and facilities, that has consequence. And finally, what Israel did in bombing the crap out of Gaza, never mind all the loss of life, that's horrific enough. But now we add to the, to the carbon footprint by having to realize the fact that at, at some point we're going, we're going to have to rebuild all those residences. That's carbon footprint when you have to pour concrete and stuff. And not to mention not, the act last thing get in the first place, all those bombs. That right. has consequences. Right. Those bombs are carbons in the air as well, because guess what? It's very fast. It's a very fast explosive reaction. And one of the byproducts of all of that with the fires carbon dioxide and other bad materials in the air. I mean, I remember after the Gulf War, you had all those oil wells that Saddam Hussein put on fire, actually. 
uh, throughout the entire and uh, throughout the entire desert. It was like a, 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 a and you know a lot of Houston companies made a lot of money, you know, clock, uh, capping all those wells after they were you know set on fire. So look, we do so many things, and I'm, when I say we, I'm not talking about America. I'm talking about just around the world. So many things that are so terrible for the environment under the different economic systems that we practice. And for those of you who think I harp too much on the economic systems, I think until you look at the underlying economic systems, that that uh, you you don't you don't understand why big corporations do what they do. It is imperative that we do that. Anyway, uh, Johnny, anything else before I jump to Augie? Yeah, one final thing. Let's contrast the way we do things. Under unfettered, unregulated mercenary style capitalism and GOP austerity, let's contrast that to the way, like countries like Norway, what they're doing with their sidewalks and roads, putting in uh, solar panel technology that is friendly to bicycles. What a what a big difference, huh? Look, well, you know, I, I'm glad you said that, Johnny. It, it is funny because I fly whenever I'm flying anywhere, right? I am looking down on, and you know, I always fly at the window. If I don't get a window, I'm very concerned. But anyway, I'm always at the windows. And first of all, when I'm flying over cities, the first thing that goes into my mind is, look at all that untapped energy that costs nothing but the cost of solar panels. If we were to have a program, remember, I always tell people that capitalism, as we practice it, you know, I believe capitalism is supposed to be a tool not a system, uh, overall system. In other words, on the top of the chain, we should have humanity. Uh, below humanity, capitalism, and all the other isms of the economic system that fits that particular area. Healthcare should not fall under the capitalist domain. Uh, energy should not fall under the capitalist domain. Because if it didn't, let me tell you what we could have. We could have as a policy that every rooftop becomes a a a, uh, a, a source of energy managed by the United States government, we the people, which means a call, when a hurricane hits a city that has a whole bunch of solar panels, all of those are handled because it, it, is a, it is a purview of the United States government that we are going to use that energy source that we can avail of ourselves of free of charge plus whatever solar cells and installation costs. I mean, think about it. When you fly over any city, every rooftop that you see that is just collecting sunlight and heat is a source of two forms of energy, thermal energy and light energy. And we waste it year after year after year. Think about how much we would save. Yes, go ahead. Thank you, brother. Don't forget, right. uh, start looking on Amazon for parachutes. Get yourself mm-hmm. a good parachute that you can wear under your clothes the next time you fly near the seat of an aircraft, near the window seat of an aircraft. <laughs> yeah, those those uh, Boeing 737 uh, version 9 is a problem, huh? <laughs> <laughs> There's this thing on TV, I don't know if you know it, it's called Airline Disasters. Yeah, I watch it every day. I watch it every day. Oh, yeah, I love it. How how the NTSB investigates and other investigative bodies in other countries, how they investigate these airplane crashes, and it is unbelievable. It is a horror show, and it's educational. Yes, thank you very much, brother. You have a good one, Johnny. 
Have a good one. Hey, folks, the telephone number is 713-526-5738. Again, 713-526-5738. Eric Hayes just put something that in the chat. He says, Egberto, you can't mandate solar companies. Some companies will have a monopoly. Egberto using so Again, here is your problem. You continuously think through the capitalist mindset. Look at what you said. We, he said, Egberto, you can't mandate solar uh, companies. Will ha- Otherwise, solar companies will have a monopoly. No, you missed my point. You are limiting what's best for us to pass it through a capitalist structure. I'm saying government will handle energy. And therefore, we don't worry about mono- there won't be no solar monopoly or anything like that. We are the ones generating the power. We, the people generating the power, there's no, no monopoly that has anything to do with it. Go ahead, Augie. Come on in, my brother. How are you doing this morning? Oops. Augie, come on in. You're on now. Okay. Well, I'm just trying to stay warm out here, like everybody else. But uh, I hear you. I was thinking about February 21, when you're talking about the gas companies. It was gas and oil that failed us, but it was wind and solar that saved the people uh, west of 35. They didn't have the uh, the failures that we did because gas and oil uh, wasn't able to power our electrical grid. But uh, I was really uh, calling you about uh, oh uh, the politics of uh, oh banning books, like they're banning dictionaries uh, because of some of the words they might have in the dictionary. But they're not banning the Bible, which is even worse. And it's even worse. <laughs> banning. But oh no, better not ban the Bible. But we, we're going to ban the dictionary. But uh, that thing about uh, energy, yeah. Uh, when I worked at the BP plant in Texas City, there were streets and blocks of homes, empty homes, because of the contamination from the plant. Yeah. And, but people don't see that here. And, uh, when they're talking about the capitalist system, I was thinking about uh, hearing Milton Friedman one time, a big proponent of capitalism. He says uh, capitalism isn't meant to help the people. It's meant to help the capitalist. Uh, the capitalist doesn't have to worry about the social cost of harming the folks. All it is is care for the shareholders and the executives making the money. Like uh, people complain about the products made from China. Well, the reason we got so many products from China is because of Walmart. Uh, Grandpa Walton went to China, and China was having trouble getting distribution in the United States. And Grandpa Walton said, well, I'll be distributor in the United States. So that's how we started having all these products made from China, because of Walmart. If you look in there, there's a lot of stuff made from China. Even some of the people, uh, some of the things that are labeled made in America were made in China. <laughs> And the Trump banners for his election, uh, they're made in China. Made in China. Yeah. That's funny, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, look, uh, we, we, uh, it is, it is, it is an utter mess. You know, I mean, the the hypocrisy of the leaders of our economic system is astounding. Again, uh, they would have the, the people that are defending the system, right? Are the ones the system is screwing the most. I mean, uh, Bruce call uh, type on our chat, and our chat is real active. I got to go ahead and put some uh, uh, answer NOD NRB on and uh, in a minute. I'm going to answer you in a minute with some of the things that you're putting out, my brother. But anyway, he called and he said, 
Uh, did you know that right now, you know, with all this cold that's going on, there are rolling blackouts in rural areas? And I don't, I mean, I haven't confirmed this other than finding out that there were some real, there were some shutoffs in rural areas for of electricity for some time yesterday. Okay. So he reported that to me yesterday, Bruce did. But isn't it ironic that the places that you will find a lot of uh, the shutoffs of electricity is a conglomeration of rural areas as opposed to the cities in here in Texas that would actually report grid is under stress. We're starting to cut power in these areas. So that's not going to make if Tinbach 2 Texas loses power, if Tinbach 2, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10 scattered around Texas loses power, nobody's going to really notice the rural areas, right? Everybody forgets about the rural areas until they want their vote. At least the Republicans try to get their votes, but the Republicans screw them. The Democrats don't even try to get their votes. And at the same time, the Democrats do good by them. It's amazing. It is utterly amazing that these rolling blackouts, if what was reported is correct, wouldn't have affected here in Kingwood and Houston and these areas, but our brothers and sisters in rural areas who vote for the people who screwed up our grid, they pay the price. Wow. But anyhow, Augie, yeah. thank you. Anything? Go ahead. Yeah, it's funny how rural areas now are heavily Republican when it used to be heavily Democrat. And the reason they were heavily Democrat is because FDR brought electricity to the rural areas they never had electricity at all before. And when they, when the, they first got electricity, they were strongly Democrat. But now they're strongly Republican and they don't know how the Republicans are harming them. And, but, and uh, again, and, but that is that is a fault, in my opinion, uh, of Democrats. I think Democrats take uh, I think everybody take rural the rural needs for granted, in my opinion. I think they take rural needs for granted, and I think we need to be engaged. I I I love what um, Crystal Ball and other few people that do what what I'm doing here have done, and that is highlighting uh, places like West Virginia and all these other areas that says, you know what, we need to actually all the look. They get most of the benefits when we have programs for the poor, food stamps, all that kind of stuff. They get most of the benefits, right? But we don't. Go ahead and go out there and talk to these people, touch on these people, hug on these people, because, well, we have horrendous, in my opinion, advisors making a lot of money, but not knowing who that who who they're there for. Anyhow, I'll, you got to go. So um, give me a quick five yeah. seconds. Well, but there's a book I read called Deer Hunting with Jesus, and that's uh, the author lived in a rural area, I think, West Virginia. Mm -hmm. But he did move out and did well in California. In fact, he has a home in, in uh, South America and a home in California. But he, he thought he'd go visit his uh, old high school buddies, see how they're doing in West Virginia. And um, the reason it's called deer hunting with Jesus is because they rely on hunting to provide food because they can't afford right. to buy the food. There you go. And then they buy the Bible. And, uh, but uh, they're all, the, the, the job that they're looking forward to is getting a job at Walmart. <laughs> which is the business of business it's amazing let me let, look okay thank you for all your words brother let's run go yeah. go to peter peter come on in peter real quick 
Good morning, Egberto, and thank you so much for taking my call. All takes done right. And my question for you is, uh, you know, since we have a $34 trillion national debt and the trillion dollars to service that debt, you're making reference to the uh, the solar panels. That's an outstanding idea. So what what other sort of solutions potentially that you know of that the federal government can be a part of to, A, you know, get this renewable energy into our grid and then B, help pay down our national debt? Any theories or ideas? That well, I let, let me first say this, and th- this is going to shock a lot of people. This is going to shock a lot of people. That $34 trillion, leave it right there. We never have to pay that down per se. Never, ever, ever, ever. Remember, all of this is a, all of these are numbers in a particular system to keep a, a balance between pricing, uh, products, productivity, etc. Let's stop right where we are today. Let's go grade zero. Let's, let's stop the economy today. The economy is running at steady state. Okay. Let me tell you what I mean by that. The inflation rates down, all these things are running with that amount of debt. That debt is also an expense in the way we calculate things for the budget. That can stay where it's at right now. But going forward for the calculations within the number of the way our economic system works, keeping it in steady state, we have that thing called engineering. What we can do is invest. Uh, if we believe that if if that money in exchange for a hardware is just an exchange. In other words, you can hold money as gold or as paper, right? But because you're transferring money to gold, you're just changing the state of what it is. There's no great, there's no good, or I mean, there's no increase in value or decrease in value. Let's put that for the solar panels and other things that we can talk about. We can look at uh, the, the government printing money to buy solar panels for the entire country as just a transition between uh, dollars and a piece of hardware. The, and the interest that that hardware generates is in the net energy no longer purchased, right? So you get a transition from money to solar panels, which is a physical hardware that is there. And that physical hardware that is just money in solar panel form actually generates income in the form of energy, right? Now, uh, if you want to take it, technically speaking, then what happens, uh, Peter, that solar panel, which was created by what some would want to call debt, even though it's a transition of hardware, actually, if you want to say then, uh, in our num- number system, how do you pay for it? The income, the net income generated from generated from the uh, sale of that low cost energy would be the interest paid on that debt. I mean, if if we wanted to honestly look at how an economy could work, it's not hard at all. But in the current system, controlled by a few people who doesn't want benefits to accrue to all, but to a few, those forms of thinking outside of the box is not actually allowed. So again, I have to give you an example. If I look at you and I told you, hey, John, you have $100. You give me that $100, I give you gold. Is there any exchange in value? No, 
The difference between creating solar panels, let's say, or whatever other form of energy and buying that hardware, it is just the exchange of money for another product, the piece of hardware that ultimately is going to generate whatever income is necessary. If you, if you, if you, if you didn't want to just print money, you wanted to make it a debt base so that you remove some money out of the economic system to prevent uh, overheating based on how they calculate things right now, you could do it that way. But I have a better solution. Look, if we have people available to do work, let's give an example right now. There are millions of people wanting to come into America every single year. If we created a method that says, wow, we could take all those working able-bodied people and throw them into working for doing the things that we need, there wouldn't be a shortage, which is what creates inflation. Because we have the people making more products commensurate with there being more people and more work. But nobody wants you to think that way. And the reason why is it affects a few. Peter, I got to go to Patrick. Thank you for your call and your question, my brother. Thank you so much. Have a to good that. one. So much, my brother. Thank you. Outstanding. Thank, Thank you. you. All right. Let's go to Patrick. Come on in, Patrick. Uh, off topic, but on topic a little bit. Uh, yes, sir. Bitcoin. Uh, Bitcoin's absolutely dependent on a growing uh, infrastructure. Uh, electrical infrastructure mm-hmm. and it doesn't produce anything mm-hmm. uh, and i'm just wondering why nobody's really talking about the, the future electrical needs if we keep uh using uh, uh uh bitcoin and and other systems like bitcoin to quote unquote produce wealth uh well you know i let me tell you my 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 uh, look i don't think i'm too dumb okay patrick i honestly don't think i'm too dumb I have yet to figure out what the hell Bitcoin is. And I understand uh, blockchain. I understand all of that. And you are correct about to, cal- to keep mining Bitcoins because Bitcoins is a number, right? It's a calculation that, that creates a unique code that becomes a Bitcoin. All right. I understand. Or well, I, 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 I kind of understand how blockchain works, how the, the, how the, how it all works. And you're correct. The amount of energy used in all these computers that compute uh, the neck that are, that are mining bitcoins is ridiculous. And in my opinion, ridiculously, again, just my opinion, but ridiculously stupid. And I think uh, in the long run, I think it falls on its face. I think it's a danger because it is, you're absolutely right. It's nothing. Ask what product or service is created by Bitcoin. Bitcoin is just another dollar, another way to say uh, have a hold on to money is a representation of something you want. And it only has the value as well if, if somebody takes it, Patrick. That's all the value. In. And when, if, if people lose faith in it, which they have several times, look at what happens to the Bitcoin market. That's all I have to say about it, Patrick. I think I honestly think it's just one of those nice, quirky forces. But let me hear your point. I was going to say that I think that if we speak more about how much energy is going to take and how much it's going to cost uh, the, uh, on our electric bills, then mm-hmm. maybe more people would, would oppose it. 
Well, you know, I, I mean, I, I the, the truth of the matter is there is not a lot of people in Bitcoin. OK. And, and again, it, it's amazing what the media does. Right. I ask you to do something, uh, uh, Patrick, just as an experiment. The next time you get a chance, ask the, any random 10 people about Bitcoin and see what you hear. Bitcoin is one of those elitist kind of things that a few people jump onto and they make they create great stories about it and there's a lot of billion dollars involved in it but the average person in Timbuktu in the ghettos the barrios apalache and all that they don't know a damn thing about bitcoin most americans don't but they all know what a dollar is they all know what gold is they're still going to charge a bill for it right there you go you're you no no for, by the way patrick your point is absolutely perfect right because we are subsidizing those people who are playing around with this false kind of money, we are subsidizing it. You are correct, sir. But, you know, we get we get excited about it because everybody thinks it's an opportunity. So right. We'll we'll uh, we'll subsidize the, the guy that doesn't need subsidize so that he can make a larger pile of money. But then we get upset when somebody goes to the store and uses a food stamp. It's ridiculous. Thank you, Patrick. Who the hell are you, Patrick? You are a genius. Anyway, anything else, my brother? No, sir. Always good to talk to you. You have a wonderful day, folks. I mean, uh, Patrick. Anyway, folks, uh, uh, let's see. Wow, time went kind of flow. It kind of flew today. Anyway, let me just say this. Because I was going to read you part of the article from, um, from Common Dreams. But let me just tell you the gist of it. The gist of it is uh, uh, Democrats had to bribe. Uh, or rather, I shouldn't put it that way. Republicans extorted, the Republican senators extorted corporate tax cuts from Democrats in order to give poor people, our most needy, their, uh, a, 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 some sort of help in their poverty. Remember that. Republicans extorted tax cuts. Why don't they extort things that their people need in rural areas? Why don't they extort for a hospital? Why don't they extort for uh, given health care? They don't. But the corporate tax cuts, we will make poor children die before we give, unless you give us a corporate tax cut. And no, Dard, let me just tell you, uh, once you say government is the problem, that's how you were brainwashed. Guess who the government is? You are, sir. And if government is bad, you are bad. If you want government be good, you make sure government is good. And can you do that? You bet you can. Stop electing people who are screwing you. All right? Because the government is who you elect. Texas has a lousy government. Because most of us chose to elect a lousy government. That's what we have. All right. That's what we have. Let me throw this back to my brothers in the studio for the last minute and a half or so. How are you doing, Howard and Jack? Oh, we're doing okay back here. The heater is finally kicking in and warming things up, but I still have my jacket and sweater on. Uh oh. Uh, nothing basically for me. I'm just uh, astonished that. Uh, that the orange clown won in Iowa. I was like, please, really? 
Is there? Yes. Come on, man. What is wrong with you people? Anyway, that's all I got to say. And Jack, I think has some closing wisdom here. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say, uh, they're not going to rebuild Gaza. They're going to drill in it. Some of that resource acquisition by occupation. You know, some, I, I, I agree with you, Jack. And you know, it is something that we better, um, uh, that we've look, uh, I, I had another piece with Joanne Reed and governor Spritzer of, of, uh, that I, I probably play that tomorrow because you are absolutely right. People need to start listening to folks who understand what's going on. Anyway, we're out of time. I want to thank all my callers. I want to call, thank all my listeners. I want to thank uh, Howard and Jack raging that coal, coming into that coal station and making sure all these signals are sent appropriately. And thank you all. I love you all. Let's keep having the conversations. That how we make a di- that's how we make a difference. My name is Egberto Willis. This is Politics and Right. And you guys know how I end this, baby. I am what? Out! We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.